Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk, if you follow me on Twitter. And this is the IDP Army Podcast. Like I said, what's up? Hope y'all got that gold. Hope y'all got that strap. Hope y'all went out there and won your Week 16 playoff, you know, fantasy championship matchups. Hopefully I had some hand in that. If I did, you're welcome. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate the IDP Army. Wouldn't be here without y'all. Um, Yeah, the season's over, guys, gal, so... We're doing new things. We're moving forward with the, you know, the offseason dynasty focus, you know, moves to make all that good stuff will be, you know, the focus of the offseason as well as the the incoming rookies. Um, be sure to leave a, a, a review, five star rating of the show. If you've enjoyed the content throughout the season, that goes a long way for the show. I appreciate that. And subscribe if you are watching on the YouTube, which I suggest that you do because YouTube uh, has its own little perks if you're on there. Um, before we get into things, I'm going to do some, you know, quick announcements. Um, we got the award show coming up on January 5th. That'll be on the, our channel, the IDP army channel and with my man, fantasy football hustler. Um, there'll be a couple other, uh, IDP heads in there and we're going to be doing the award ceremony for the IDP, uh, you know, sack. We got, we got, we got a bunch of different categories, basically we're giving out awards for all the guys who, you know, got us that goal this season. If you want a league, you will be familiar with some of the names that we bring up. So make sure you do not miss that. That's going to be a fun show. Like I said, that'll be January 5th, and I believe that starts at 9 Eastern. Uh, you'll want to double-check that. That'll be, like I said, be on my our channel, and then I'll be on his channel. Um, going to be doing some some things, you know, moving forward. Dynasty Buys, uh, that video and some content for uh, Dynasty Buys and Dynasty Stashes will go up. So, you know, on our channel, but also on the Dynasty Nerds YouTube channel. We'll have a couple of videos coming up on there over the next uh, week or two. So you'll definitely want to check that out. I've already got a bunch of that stuff already written up. There'll be an article that goes along with that. So, you know, like I said, we're, we're transitioning. We got I got some I got some cool things coming for you all. So um, appreciate you, IDP Army. And last thing, uh, our Patreon is set up now. Steve and I have set up Patreon. If you all want to support the IDP Army, head over there. Patreon.com forward slash the idp army got some tears over there and yeah support the idp army if we helped you win you know a little money or a championship we'd appreciate a little south you know a little shout out those little tip uh so we're gonna go over the top scores from week 16 at each position stick with the stick with the script obviously the format will change going forward because we won't be doing rankings uh you know we'll be having weekly stuff um you know as far as um information rolling in uh we'll be doing more Again, focusing more towards Dynasty and looking back at the season that was. This this episode, we're going to look at the top scores uh, that got us through Week 16 at each position. We'll do a deep dive, a more in-depth analysis on how they got us there and all that. Those episodes are coming. The truth is what the fantasy footballers call that episode series. We'll have something similar to that. 
uh, where I go through the top 12, maybe 24. We'll just see how that goes for the IDP Army, how guys scored. And if we can expect something like that uh, next year, if they've done something like that before in the past, and you know, hopefully sift through it and find the the reasonable and the, the gems, the important stuff, and, and leave behind the things that aren't important. So, uh, like I said, IDP one, two, three top scores in this last week, championship week. We had Randy Gregory showing up for a big week, 32 points. Talk about showing up. Uh, Fred Warner decided to show up for a monster game for the first time pretty much all season. He had 37 points. He was the linebacker one on the week. And then Kawan Williams, his, uh, his defensive uh, running mate there on the 49ers, had 28 points. A lot of that was on the back of the interception. So those were the top scores for a championship week. You know, we had some other big games from your usual suspects. I mean, Cameron Curl came through big for a lot of people. He wasn't the top scorer, but he was like the third highest scorer on the week at def- uh, line, or defensive back. You know, TJ Watt, of course, came through as usual um, at defensive line, but again, not the top scorer. So, yeah, that's pretty much all that. Let's go ahead and just hop right in. We're going to look back at the season, as it were. Uh, we're going to look at the top 12 players through week 16, kind of go through, you know, who 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 showed up and who didn't show up. So we'll start with defensive line. I am going to read off the guys that are double tagged. If they're in both, I'm going to read them off in both. Um, and I'm looking at sleepers. So that's that. And this is, of course, an IDP one, two, three scoring, which by now you should know. If not, um, look for an episode in the near future that'll kind of re- rehash that, you know, offer some scoring alternatives and all that good stuff as I've continued to research that and invest a lot of time and energy into the IDP 1-2-3 scoring system. So let's go ahead. Defensive line, top 12 for the season. We had TJ Watt, number one, with 307 points. Zadarius Smith came in at number two with 230 points. Jason Pierre-Paul came in at three with 216. Aaron Donald, four at 214 points. Miles Garrett, 205 points. Brian Burns, 205 points. Shaq Barrett, 204 points. So there's a nice little cluster of guys right there. Uh, J.J. Watt, this might surprise some people, finishing in the top 10 uh, at DL8, 194 points. He's still got it. I know a lot of people are fading him coming to the season. He's old. He gets injured all the time. J.J. Watt's always injured. He wasn't injured this year. Um, He had some good games, uh, some really good games. Finished top eight, like I said, right there. DeForest Buckner, 191 points. Stephon Tuitt, 189 points. Coming in at number 10, Montez Sweat, 188.5 points. And then sneaking into the top 12 is my man, Harold Landry, with 188 points. So I'm just going to kind of, you know, like I said, we're not going to go to deep dive into everything about the season, but I'm going to, you know, talk about some of the notes I had. Uh, You know, TJ Watt, DL1 in the league. He's in a league of his own. Uh, You know, the 307 points he had through week 16 was trailed the guy in second is Darius Smith. He had 77 less points than TJ Watt. So, you know, not to toot my own horn like I always do, but I told everybody that would listen, draft TJ Watt everywhere you can at whatever, you know, price you can get him, basically. Um, he's basically the Travis Kelsey of his position. He's, you know, the CMC of his position, you know, because of he can do anything at any all over the field. He doesn't have a limited skill set like some uh, some guys. I mean, he does everything. Uh, em- emphasized right there by the fact that he has 33 impact plays through 16 weeks. Um, that's a lot. You only have to have, I believe, in my tiers, you only need to hit just a little over 20 to be elite. Uh, he's got 33 throwing down big time, leading the league in tackles for loss, leading the league in sacks. Um, so monster year for him. Hopefully he gets the defensive player of the year. He ne- He deserves it. We'll see what happens. Uh, Zadarius, you know, Zary Smith, great season for him. 
uh, at DL2. I saw him go. He slipped in drafts this last year. People didn't believe the breakout. You know, two years ago, he was on the Baltimore Ravens, and he was just like, eh. Last year, he was on the Packers. He was really good. But, you know, everyone's like, oh, I need to see it again. Well, you see it again. I mean, him and Shaq Barrett, two seasons in the top, you know, 15, 20. Shaq Barrett last season, though, in most platforms was not DL eligible. So I won't get too, too far in the weeds on that. Um, other notes, Brian Burns, Miles Garrett were both tied for DL5 with 205 points. That might shock some people. You know, I know a lot of people love Miles Garrett. I mean, everybody loves Miles Garrett. He's amazing. Um, you know, 17 impact plays this season, 44 tackles on the season, uh, sitting at 12 sacks right now. And then, you know, right behind him, though, I mean, not right behind him, exact same number of points. We have Brian Burns, 17 impact plays or 15 impact plays, but he had 58 total tackles. So his tackle numbers are about 14, 15 more than Miles Garrett. He did play one more game, but you can obviously tell there that he averages, you know, at least one full tackle more a game, probably a little bit more. And his impact plays are right behind him. Now, granted, I know Garrett missed a week or two, but for Brian Burns to put himself into the top six this year, uh, I mean, that's a breakout. I mean, I, if you read my Rookie Rusher recap article on Dynasty Nerds last year, my second one, Brian Burns, Montez Sweat were two of the players that I, I chose to highlight at the very beginning. Um, I said, you know, go get these guys before they blow up. They're blowing up now. They're still probably not being valued as they should be in your league. So I would definitely be putting out offers for Brian Burns um, any way, shape, or form you can. So I uh, wanted to bring up Shaq Barrett is right behind both of them with one point less, 204 points. He is DL eligible this season. Last year he was not. He was only linebacker eligible in most spots. Deal eligible this year on sleeper, so I'm bringing him up 204 points. You know, maybe he he didn't put up what he did last year, but as a DL player, he's a top six guy. Um, that's awesome. I mean, that's a return on value, and he was a guy that was getting drafted this year well past 20, linebacker 20. Um, you know, DL, I, mean, I guess this year since he was DL eligible, I'd have to go look at that. But generally when linebacker 20 was going, that's, you know, we're well past the DL 15-20 at that point. So Shaq Barrett was once again, came through this year as a value uh, and produced top top 10 numbers. Um, other guy, like I said, I wanted to bring up Harold Landry, my dude. Y'all know I love me some Harold Landry. Uh, you know, maybe he's not the best, most talented guy in the league, but I just love him. Uh, DL12 sneaks into the top 12 this season ahead of players like Khalil Mack, ahead of players like Joey Bosa, Chase Young, Demarcus Lawrence, Chris Jones. Bradley Chubb, Alden Smith, all players that when you think about the defensive line position and guys that you're probably looking at as every week plug and plays, look away, guys, um, you know, start your studs kind of situations. Harold Landry outperformed him this season. That's the long and short of it. Don't sleep on Harold Landry. People been sleeping on him. Stop sleeping on him. He's like TJ Watt light. Now, granted, that's light. Like, that's light. But he's TJ Watt light. And then DeForest Buckner, my dude, finishes top his second top 10 DL finish in the last three years. Let's just stop doubting DeForest Buckner. Um, you know, I mean, he is Aaron Donald-esque. Um, you know, I mean, he just is. He's He's got a high tackle floor. He can get behind the line of scrimmage. He can make big plays. He can bat passes. He does it all. Uh, I think he's only 25 still. He was one of my guys last season. Love DeForest Buckner. And then DT, if you're in a DT league like just dt's um specific and you can trade aaron donald straight across for deforest buckner you should do that so that's all the notes i have for the top 12 defensive line players we will jump into the linebacker notes here really quick so your top 12 linebackers for 2020 
through 16 weeks were Devin White with 355.2 points, Roquan Smith with 333.6, TJ Watt 307, Joe Show, Joe Show, All Pro Joe, Joe Schobert 290.5, Zach Cunningham 289, Blake Martinez 283.2, Jalen Smith 280.4, Bobby Wagner with 280 points, Deion Jones with 277.4, Eric Wilson with 265, Eric Wilson, top 10 guy, we'll be talking about him in a second, Foisade Olakun coming in at 262.5, and then Jerome Baker, you remember him from all the way back in week one when he finishes the number one linebacker, he is the 12th linebacker to finish the season this year at 249.4 points. Now, just the notes that I wanted to you know bring up here, um, I mean, Devin Bush or Devin, sorry, Devin White is the whole package. Um, he does everything. He has super high tackle floor. He's an impact player coming into the season. The reason I faded him and I'll be honest, I faded him a little bit coming into the year is because the way he scored his points the year before was, you know, impact play focused. Um, you know, he was making big plays. I was like, I want to see if he can really do this on a consistent you know, regular basis if he can make impact plays. Well, he goes out and he has nine sacks this season. Um, just so I want to reemphasize this in case you missed it at the beginning of the year. Impact plays are any plays that are over three points or more in IDP one, two, three scoring. But defensive line players, I do not count sacks as an impact play. Now, since Devin White is a linebacker, the sacks will count towards his impact play total for the season. Uh, so he has, let me see here, uh, 14, 15. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. He has 20 impact plays on the season, 140 combined tackles. He's got a week to go. I'm not sure if he's going to play that last week. 15 tackles for loss. He's up there in the tackle for loss leaderboard. Nine sacks. I mean, we only have, I believe, six or seven players that have broken double digits. So he's right on the heel of being in that club this season. Uh, so Devin, Devin White, I've already heard people say sell high. I mean... I don't understand what the fetish in Dynasty is with selling your best players. I just don't get it. Never understood it. You land a top player, you get them on your team. I don't understand the motivation to sell. For I mean, by design, you're selling for less. Um, you're selling for a less awesome player, hoping that they hit the same upside that you're giving away. Just stick with Devin White. He's awesome. Okay, so like I said, Devin White, Roquan Smith, right on his heels. Roquan Smith has... Uh, you know, is an impact player as well. He's does everything that Devin White does. Um, tackle floor is intact. Tackle for loss, I believe. Devin Dev, Roquan Smith is third in the league in tackles for loss on the season with 17. He has four sacks of his own. Uh, every year of his career, he's had multiple sacks. Pass deflections are up there. This is career high pass deflections through 16 weeks. He has seven, two interceptions this year. Uh, Roquan Smith is as advertised coming out of the draft. So I just wanted to highlight them. They're the, they're the whole package. All-Pro Joe sneaks into the top five linebackers back-to-back seasons with three or more interceptions, 130-plus tackles in three of the last four seasons, multiple sacks in each of the past four seasons, 18 impact plays through week 16. All-Pro Joe. Maybe they won't send him to the Pro Bowl, but... You don't end up as a top 10 linebacker. You don't put up 130 tackles. You don't get multiple interceptions. He has multi, he has a touchdown return for an interception in the last two years. He's good. He got paid. He deserves every penny. Happy to love to see it. You love to see it. 
Blake Martinez finishes linebacker six on the season, fourth straight season with 140 plus tackles. That's wild. King of consistency. He never misses games. I mean, he is the top five dynasty linebacker, uh, period, end of the discussion. Uh, another guy in the top 12 I want to highlight again is Zach Cunningham. Leads the league in tackles with 151, averaging 10 a game. This guy averages 10 tackles a game. And I know people put stuff out on the internet about how he doesn't play all the snaps, and that's really scary for some people. But it's the second year in a row Zach Cunningham is leading the AFC in tackles. Zach Cunningham is a boss. Um, yeah, maybe he's not as versatile as some of the linebackers that I've mentioned before. I mean, ahead of him, but the fact that you can bank on the monster tackle numbers from him every game and that his snaps can go up. Like, think about that. Imagine if he did play 100% of snaps with his tackle rate. I know it's it's scary. It's all pontification, but prepare yourselves because in two days we start a new year. That's all we got. Okay. So I'm going to be, you know, that's all we got. So Jack Cunningham still has meat on the bone, if you can believe it. Um, so other notes I have here, the only tandem of linebackers that we had both finish in the top 12 this season, we had Deion Jones and Foyer Olakun finish in the top 12, only players on the same team to do so. A couple years back, you'll remember we had Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh do this, but this year it was Deion Jones, Foyer Olakun. A little different way they got it done. Um, Jones, 24 impact plays. Again, impact plays or anything, three or more points on IDP 1-2-3 scoring. Only 102 tackles. Just barely got over that 100 tackle threshold this year. Olakun, a little bit more of the tackle-heavy guy. 110 tackles. And you remember Olakun missed a game and left a game early. So, meat on the bone for Olakun. Uh, and he's, you know, finishing in the top 12, missing some time. So there's definitely more upside for Olakun. Sleeper, he is conveniently or not conveniently, but nicely. He has a double tag as defensive back and linebacker. 19 impact plays, 110 tackles for Olakun. That's how he made the top 12. And then Deion Jones, 24 impact plays, 102 tackles. Both top 12 linebackers. And then here is, you know, there's going to be a lot of talk about Alex Singleton this year as a waiver wire pickup. Cameron Curl is a waiver wire pickup of the season. You'll probably hear that a lot. In my opinion, the waiver wire pickup of the season was Eric Wilson. Um, it doesn't feel like he was a waiver wire pickup because it was so early in the season that he got his starting job. Anthony Barr went out, but this guy was a madman. He finishes the season as linebacker 10, 23 impact plays. Um, you know, all of them too, not just this or that. I mean, three interceptions, three sacks. He has, you know, six tackles for loss. You'd like to see that number a little bit higher. Eight pass deflections, though. Love to see that. Um, and that's only in 14 starts. So Eric Wilson, my opinion this year was the line. It was the pickup of the season, 115 tackles, waiver wire pickup of the year. A guy that coming into the year was probably not even on most people's top 75 linebackers, linebacker 10 this season. Now you also probably hear people say things flippantly like, oh, you know, punt, punt linebacker. You know, I can just pick up a guy like Eric Wilson. Ha ha ha. Okay. If you have 12 people in your league, and three people are trying to stream linebackers, two people aren't getting Eric Wilson. So this whole life, this concept that you can just ride the waiver wire for points, I mean, it's it's folly. Um, Eric Wilson's don't grow on trees. Yeah, every year there's one or two of these guys. What happens when the same guy picks up all the right guys? You know, who picked up Eric Singleton, or, or Singleton, you know, from the Alex Singleton from the Eagles and Eric Wilson? You know what I mean? He may be the same guy got both of them. And then you're just stuck out in the cold, you know, rolling out because you're white, you know, week eight when he's starting to lose snaps because you're, you know, you're playing that game. So 
I'm not, I'm not saying you should. This doesn't. This doesn't mean you should expect to find a waiver wire pickup like Eric Wilson every year, who is going to be a top ten linebacker. But it was nice for those of you who ended up with him. Uh, great season, love it. Defensive back notes. I'm going to go ahead and read y'all off the defensive backs, the top 12 defensive backs of the season. Now that week 16 is over, the king of the castle this year is Jordan Poyer with 270.4 points coming in second. Buda Baker at 264. Three, again, if they're double tagged and they're in there, I'm just reading them off. That would be Foya Olakun. He would have been the defensive back three this season, 262.5 points. Malcolm Butler, 254.1. Jesse Bates, 246.2. Marlon Humphreys, 243.8. Now I'm going to stop right here really quick and just highlight something. We have two cornerbacks in the top six scoring. We've got mostly safeties, you know, uh, Poyer, Baker, obviously safeties, Bates a safety. Um, Ola Kuhn, that linebacker safety hybrid, but he's really playing linebacker. But we have Marlon Humphrey and Malcolm Butler both in the top six um just want to highlight i'm going to talk i mean you're all probably gonna get sick of me talking about idp one two three scoring but i'm gonna talk about a lot this offseason until it takes root in everybody's mind and heart and soul and then i can just you know let the idp army do the rest of the work but you know everyone wants to find a way to balance scoring and make players relevant i want my corners to be relevant i want my defensive tackles to be relevant i read you off the dls earlier in idp one two three scoring we had aaron donald and we had DeForest Buckner, and you can make an, an argument that Stefan Tuitt is an interior defensive lineman. Three interior de- defensive linemen <clears throat> in the top 12, you know? So I think IDP 1-2-3 scoring does a good job of, you know, making them relevant. And then we come over here to the defensive back scoring. You have two corners in your top six. So IDP 1-2-3 scoring, you know, it's it's thoughtful. Um, Look at it, pay attention to it, notice these things. I'll be harping on this a lot, but, um, you know, Two corners, relevant. I'm bringing it up because it happened. It's right there in the top six. Uh, seven, we had Jeremy Chin this season. Uh, again, he was def- he safety, you know, playing linebacker snaps. 242.4. Jamal Adams, who missed some time, coming in at number eight. Defensive back eight on the season, 239. Second year in a row that he's missed time and still finished in the top ten comfortably. Malcolm Jenkins, 233. Justin Simmons, 232. Then we had Adrian Phillips with 228.5, and then Jabril Peppers, my dude, coming in at 226.4. Right behind him was Von Bell, another guy I was very high on this season, but he didn't quite make it. And then right behind Von Bell is another cornerback, Kenny Moore. So those are your top finishing defensive backs through 16 weeks and their score. Just wanted to say, you know, quickly, Jamal Adams, top 10 finish with missed games. Jabril Peppers, TB12 after extremely sluggish start to the season. Uh, Marlon Humphrey in the top six leads the league in forced fumbles. I think he has he has eight or nine at this point. I mean, it's an obscene number. Good for him. Um, that's part of the reason that he is so high in the scoring, but also he gets a ton of pass deflections. He gets tackles and tackles for loss. And then Jesse Bates, um, you know, I don't really know what to say about him. So consistent. His third straight season with 100-plus tackles and a career-high 15 pass deflections. That's what really put him up into that upper echelon this season is the pass deflections, uh, three-point plays in IDP, one, two, three scoring. So, you know, that's a lot of points right there. I mean, that's 45 points on pass deflections. I mean, what's that in tackles? That's the same as um, 22 solo tackles. So makes a difference. 
All right. That's your defensive backs. That's your linebackers. That's your defensive line players. That's how the season kind of shake, shook out with the top 12. Uh, like I said, there will be a deep dive coming soon on all these positions where we'll dig in. Not sure, you know, those will be top 12. And then I might do something where the, you know, the 12 through 24, I break that down on the Patreon. I don't know. Patreon's kind of new to me. I'm not really sure what the IDP army wants from me. Um, leave comments, reach out. Let me know what you all think, what you all would like. You know, I would like Steve and I are doing more to increase the content value, the production value. We're, we're moving in the right direction with this thing. We're happy you're on this ride with us. Um, follow the social medias. Y'all know where those are at IDP Army on Twitter, at IDP Army on Instagram. You're already probably following the YouTube channel, but if you're not, youtube.com slash the IDP Army. Make sure you subscribe, share with a friend. Uh, don't forget to come check out the Destination Devi patreon as well there's some good stuff going on over there in their discord channel great community if you want to get in a you know a hot discord community that's the spot to be the fantasy football discord chat is also a great community uh, so i look forward to interacting with you all there this off season building up the patronage and giving you guys guys some exclusive content and yeah that's all for me this week you will hear from me again next week short and sweet episode today idp army hope you brought home that gold give me a shout out on the twitterverse you already know what it is i'm gonna drop that music have a good one happy new year and i'll see you next week let the rain hit the sand build a house on the rock got a plan gotta get stocks keep them bands hear the clock tick blades on the fan used to be mundane on a monday now you have fun day on a sunday because you're switching it up and you're living it up you ain't getting it enough